Memorial Day coming up, and we don't need a holiday to think about our veterans, those who have served the country. Lawrence Connell runs the VA hospital in Providence. E.J. McQuaid is the Providence Regional Office Director. Gentlemen, thanks for coming in. It's a return visit for you. Yes, sir. Larry, thanks for coming in. Thanks, Gene. Uh, thanks, Gene. How are the veterans being treated at your facility, the VA hospital in Providence? A you big know, place, very important place. Sure is. I'm glad you asked that question. Yeah. So uh, we have these patient satisfaction scores that we get uh, from surveys that we send out to the veterans, and 94% of the veterans that get care at the Providence VA trust the VA for their care. So that's a pretty good satisfaction score of our veteran population. And I'll how about creature comforts? Are they parking? Are they able to walk? Is it fast, in and out? What is it? Well, so we built a brand new parking garage. Parking yeah. used to be a nightmare on the campus. Uh, we built a brand new, about three years ago, a brand new parking garage that gave us an additional roughly 400 parking spaces. So parking's not an issue on campus anymore. Mm -hmm. If you can't find a parking space on the Providence VA campus nowadays, you're not looking hard enough. Yeah, I brought that up because last time we talked about that, the construction going on over there. EJ, thanks for coming in. Uh, you know, I had uh, Rhode Island Director Kasim Yarn on uh, the radio sure. once, and we were flooded with phone calls. A lot of veterans don't know what's available for sure. them. How is the government doing at letting them know what, what they have? Well, one, Gene, thanks for having me. Uh, there's a lot that we do. We actually have a presence uh, to do all benefits, counseling, uh, information uh, at the medical center mm -hmm. at, Larry's, at, at Larry's Hospital. Um, we also have, we are located at 380 Westminster, uh, where we have uh, a public contact team. And we also meet veterans where they're at. So we leverage every state facility in partnership with Director Yarn and his staff. Uh, we have a schedule where we're at the cemetery in Exeter right. once a week, uh, his office in Warwick, and then also at the veterans home you know, a magnificent facility in Bristol. So we're happy to meet veterans anywhere they and anywhere they are. Um, but it is it can be overwhelming, Gene. Um, you know, and, and and certainly legislation has changed to uh, expand benefits. Mm -hmm. So uh, I just want to encourage any veteran or anyone veterans advocate or family members to please, you know, um, encourage uh, you know uh, uh, any veteran you know to come see us. Uh, there are lots of benefits right. they may be entitled to, including some that can be passed on to dependents, specifically education benefits. And, and I want to make sure when we have this call in, uh, you have to have a certain discharge or a certain uh, form. And, and there are a lot of numbers and letters. Say it for me, because that's key to opening everything up. Who knows it best? The DD-214. Okay. The DD-214. And it's, you know, just a piece of information, Gene, especially in the uh, post, you know, 9-11 era. It's very common for veterans to have multiple periods of service, yep. especially here in Rhode Island, where you see a very highly deployed Rhode Island National Guard. So it's not unusual for service members to have two two, three, four periods of active duty service. So the DD-214, the, the form DD-214, uh, there can be multiple of them, and if anyone's having difficulty, uh, that's right. what my team does. That's what my office does, one of the key functions. That's the key, you have to unlock it. Now at your hospital, you told us about the, the parking, but you also have new centers there that are doing medical work, tell me. So all kinds of construction going on, Gene, at the, the Providence VA Medical Center. Uh, we spend roughly 70 to $100 million a year on new construction at that facility. So uh, we just uh, cut the ribbon on a brand new hemodialysis unit, state-of-the-art, uh, probably the best one in New England, but certainly the best in, uh, in the VA in New England. 15 brand new chairs, they vibrate, they massage the veteran, TV to watch, open windows, beautiful facility for our veterans that are on uh, hemodialysis. Uh, we're getting ready to cut the ribbon on a brand new mental health center sometime in September. Uh, we're going to break ground on a brand new emergency department mm -hmm. sometime in the fall. Brand new MRI suite, two brand new MRI uh, machines. We continue to modernize that facility to better serve our veterans. I mean, yep. in five years from now, this is Larry Connell's opinion, 
the Providence VA is going to be the, the envy of any hospital in the area. Well, I'm gonna, we, we, we keep the tape, so we'll, we'll have you back in five years. We'll Fair see enough. If, if that's the case. You know, it was a couple of administrations ago, there was a lot of press about the VA falling down sure. on the job. And I know there were orders to clean it up. And how, how much progress have we really made? Yeah, so I can tell you this, uh, the VA of 2022 is not the VA of 2014 during the Phoenix scandal. Yeah. There's been a 180-degree shift. Uh, it's all about taking care of the veterans. And, and again, uh, the care we give veterans, and, and don't take my word for it, yep. there are two recent studies, one by uh, Dartmouth that talked about uh, quality of care in the VA. They found that the quality is as good and oftentimes better than the care you get on the outside. Uh, as well as access to care, Rand did a study, access to care is as good, if not better, than what veterans can get. I want to ask you about the history, but just quickly touch on this emergency room. Sure. Because uh, now, let's say you're in a, a terrible accident or sure. something, are you going to tell well, the caregiver take me to the VA emergency room versus Rhode Island? How, how would that work? Is it a regular emergency room? Well, so we're not a trauma center, so let me make that very clear, but we yeah. are an emergency room. So typically a veteran will say, take me to the VA, okay. or if the ambulance driver knows they're a veteran, bring them to the VA. All right, that's interesting. I want you to talk about the history of the VA and the hospital system we have. That goes back to wartime. But with everything moving toward privatization, how come there was never a move to say, you know, we don't need this government uh, bureaucracy. Why don't we just give you money and you go to your local hospital? Why do we still keep a VA hospital system intact? I will tell you, Gene, there is a lot of services that are contracted out uh, by VA. And specifically, for any veteran who's filing a claim for disability compensation, which is one of the functions my office provides, um, those exams are, are, are performed by private providers. Those are contracted out by right. VA. So VA does contract out to the community, and uh, compensation and pension exams, commonly referred to as C&P exams, uh, really any veteran who is seeking disability compensation for an injury that was either incurred or aggravated by right. service, those exams are performed by private contractors. And uh, that's been really uh, even prior to COVID, but since COVID, that's largely uh, a contract for function of VA. All right, let me just follow, but you know what I'm saying. I sure. Mean, you, you came about after wartime when you had many, mm -hmm. many people who needed care, and you, we developed this whole system. Over time, is the same mission there? It is. Or could it be privatized? No. Uh, so, I'll tell you, so this is, as of 2022, yeah. we are still cheaper uh, than the private sector. Mm -hmm. So it costs less for the taxpayer for us to take care of our veterans than it would be to send them to the private sector. So answer your question, do we still need this big, giant enterprise? Yes. Veterans have unique health care challenges mm -hmm. as well. The, the best facility they can go to is a VA facility to take care of those unique challenges. You're regional. You, you uh, serve Massachusetts people as well. Southeast Mass. Southeastern Mass and Rhode Island. So there's, there's eight VA hospitals in New England. Right. Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, myself, Connecticut, Boston, Bedford, New Bedford. Uh, I think I got all of them there. <laughs> right. Uh, do you go to the VA yourself? I sure do, 100%. My you, care. You go to your own hospital. I, I'm a 30-year veteran myself. Uh, it's the best care there is, so yeah, I go there to get my care. All right, and as a as the regional director, are you do you go to that that care as well? I do, I do, and I'm a Marine Corps veteran, uh, Gene, myself, uh, ten years, uh, you know, uh, between active duty and reserve time. But I did want to point out, Gene, too, as you talk about you know the needs of veterans, it's important to note that the fastest growing veteran population, which has been for the last ten years, are female veterans, and you know certainly mm -hmm. very proud uh, that this year we recognize Lisa Lavasser, um, who is a uh, uh, 
retired Rhode Island uh, 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 Air Guard member right. as our 2022 Woman Veteran of the Year at the Providence Regional Office. She's doing all kinds of wonderful things at Rhode Island College specifically uh, to, 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 to help student veterans, um, you know, navigate education right. systems during the pandemic. We just have about a minute left. You know, there are some challenges, mental health issues for veterans who have recently served and suicides mm -hmm. are up and COVID. You take the suicide one. That's a serious risk in the military. Sure it's isn't. almost a shame. It, it, well, it is a shame. Some people say it might be a disgrace. So we lose about 20 veterans uh, a day in the United States to uh, veteran suicide, of which uh, the VA has about uh, 17 of those. The problem mm -hmm. is half of those veterans are not enrolled to get care yeah. in the VA. If we could get our arms around those veterans, bring them into our mental health service, we think we could lower the number. Uh, but one's too many, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but there's a concerted effort by the VA to bring those numbers down nationally. And just a couple of seconds on COVID. Have you had to deal with that as, as sure. the, the private hospitals have? Oh, yeah, which is as bad. Uh, COVID's been a problem, and it continues to be a problem. In fact, yeah. we're going to change our visitation policy starting next week because the numbers are starting to go up again. Okay, EJ, you take the last word. Make the pitch. If you're a veteran, there are benefits out there, but you have to know about it and get that form. Get that form DD-214. One piece of information, Gene, any service member who received a less than honorable discharge are oftentimes the most vulnerable because they are not oftentimes in receipt of VA benefits or health care. There's been recent legislation uh, passed to, uh, to, to help, uh, in, you know, essentially uh, upgrade, you know, any discharge okay. that's been that, that's other than honorable. So if you know somebody or you have been in receipt of a less than honorable discharge, please come see us at the regional office to help see if that right. could be upgraded and be entitled to benefits and or health care. Gentlemen, thanks for coming in and have a peaceful Memorial Day. We'll have you on again. Thanks, Gene. Thank you, Gene.